Hey, this is Pastor Nick Tarter from New Covenant Fellowship here in Bethany, Oklahoma. I wanted to take a quick minute to introduce this series of, of workshop teachings on spiritual gifts led by Pastor Dwight Kunkel. And these are just great teachings to help basically understand better what are spiritual gifts and how are we to pursue them. Scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 14.1 that we are to pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And so we're convicted that if scripture commands us to do something and we are not doing it, that we are actually disobeying the Lord. And so that's really what we're trying to get at here. We want to obey the Lord by pursuing love and earnestly desiring spiritual gifts together. And I believe that the, the earnestly desiring of spiritual gifts is a part of our pursuit of love for one another in the church. Through earnestly desiring spiritual gifts and practicing them well, we actually build one another up for the mission that God has called us to. And so it's super important. And uh, I will say on this first uh, this first session, it's gonna cut in a little bit late just because we had a little technical difficulties as far as getting the recording going, but we eventually did get it and you didn't miss much. And I would encourage you to, to pick up at this first part where, uh, where Dwight begins explaining the motivational spiritual gifts out of Romans chapter 12. So again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this and we do pray that it blesses you used a lot in the New Testament. It means I'm leading by example. It means I'm, 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 I'm leading. I'm able to bring order. I'm able to direct. So here, here's what I do. So the person who just spilled coffee, let's see, I look around and say, okay, um, Scott has got the serving gift. Scott, do you want to? And, and um, okay, Dennis is prophetic. So I'll say, uh, Debbie, could, could you take um, Dennis and go find the mop? Okay, so I get him out of the way. Do you understand what I just did? I removed, I, I didn't want Dennis to come up and, and rebuke the person who just spilled the coffee. So I get Debbie, who's more pastoral, take Dennis and just go find a, a mop, okay? All right, and, 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 and George, um, George is gonna give. So George, do you, do you wanna check with him how much that coffee cost? And, and, um, the teacher, where's the, where's the teacher? Who's got a teaching motivation? Nick. Nick would have the teaching gift. And so um, Nick's probably going to say, you know what? I, I noticed number one, number two, number three. And he'd probably put, uh, he'd, he'd probably start each step with an A. You know, A, activate yourself. A, accent your gift. A, you know what I mean? He would put it in. Because, because he's got that teaching gift and he, he would use whatever mnemonic device he could think of. Now, I don't know if this is helping anybody, but are you beginning to think, oh, I identify with that? Okay, who's the person in here who would want to come alongside um, me or whoever spilled the coffee and say, oh, it's okay, man. I, I did that yesterday myself. I just felt bad. Okay, so mercy givers. Okay, so um, who, who's the person that wants to direct traffic? Look around and right away you're thinking, where's the mop? Who's the mercy giver? Let's remove the prophetic. Who's, who's the person that's kind of thinking, I, I just want to, I, I, I'm ready to step in here and, and kind of help direct. Anybody? You're not going to admit it, are you? Okay. <laughs> All right, so watch, watch this. I want you to look around the room. How many of you think you're prophetic? You're, you're the person who wants to come up and say, you know, you put too much water in that coffee and you weren't paying attention. That's why it's built. Who's a, who's a prophetic person? Anybody want to admit you're pointing at me. <laughs> 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 All 
Well, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more exhortation. I'm, but thank you. Thank, thank you, dear. I'm more exhortation. Hey, you can do it, man. It's all right. Don't, don't worry about it. Let's, let's practice. Let's, let's meet out here tomorrow morning, and we'll fill up coffee, and we'll walk around. I'll help you. We'll get it. That's exhortation, coming alongside somebody and helping them, get, helping them learn and helping them get it. All right, who's, who's exhortation? Who likes to encourage people, build them up? Yeah, sure you do, sure you do. Who's mercy? You just feel, oh, man, you just feel compassion for that person. You want to come up and, yeah. Who's serving? You want to help. Now, now oh, the re I'm sorry, I wanted you to look around. You'll see the most hands in mercy and serving. Isn't that good? You'll see the fewest hands in prophetic and leading because we don't need all that many chiefs in the kitchen. You, everybody under, or cooks in the kitchen. You, everybody understand what I'm saying? So God beautifully puts together his body with these motivational gifts. And so you see something happen, and you're motivated to respond in a certain way. It's beautiful. And you're motivated differently probably than somebody else. Everybody understand that? Now, if, if, if I spill the coffee and all the mercy givers come around me and they're all saying, oh, oh I feel bad. Oh, don't, don't worry. It's okay. You're going to be, you know, that's not going to help me. Do you understand? And if a bunch of prophets come up and say, man, you, you don't know what you're doing, do you? I mean, that's, that's not going to help me. And, and I don't need seven teachers to give me seven different ways to carry a cup of coffee. What I need <laughs> and what you need is for us to understand how God has wired us and respond to one another by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Make sense? Can you say amen? Amen. All right. How many, how many of you are already getting some ideas about how this works? I don't see that. Okay, that's discouraging. Um. Oh, <laughs> All right, um, we, have a, we have a slideshow. Okay, the teacher part of me, right, gave you an outline, which I didn't get a copy of. Um, okay, um, there's two pages, all right? Page, you have page three and four. Where's the, are there, are we all out? And now I have, page, so you have page one, two, and then there's a page three and four. Did everybody get two sheets? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if you, if you have a leadership gift, you're thinking right now that, should, that could have been run off earlier, sorted, stapled together, and passed out as people came in, right? Anybody thinking that? Or, or serving. I could have I gotten here earlier. All right. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and look at, the, uh, at the, out, the outline follows the slides, Okay. Outline follows the slide. So discovering your call or your motivational gifts. Let's go on. And you can take notes on the paper, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each, on each note. This is, you can take, I gave you something you can take home. Okay? Say thank you. All right. So uh, next slide, please. There we go. All right. Our objectives. We're going to learn how our gifts point toward God's purpose and calling for our life, all right? We want to explore the difference between knowing your gifts and knowing your call. In other words, it, it's, it's one thing to know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm prophetic. It's another to know, well, what does God want you to do? 
All right, what's your role right now? Are you a teacher? You a mom? Um, are you a manager somewhere in work? So you need to know God's vocation in you is love. Everybody say love. All right, but he's wired you to respond in a certain way. So your, your calling is in specific situations how he wants you to respond. So identify your motivational gifts. Next slide, please. Sorry, I don't have one of those clicker things up here. Knowing your gift versus knowing it is God flowing to others. You know, our, our focus isn't on a gift. Our focus is on the giver. Lord, what are you doing in this, in this situation? How many of you do not have an outline? Can I just see how many hands? One, two, okay. So we'll, we'll run off more later. Um, number, uh, the next point there, it's not about you, it's about God's purposes. And then when you believe it is God flowing out to others, then you'll have authority. Now, look, spiritual authority is, is, is recognized. It's, it's given. It's not taken. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't have to come up here and say to Beth, I'm your authority. I'm an elder, and I'm telling you this is what you ought to do. I don't have to do that, all right? Because Beth has, has an attitude of submission toward God. So if I came over and I said, Beth, would you mind making coffee next Sunday early? She'd say, sure. Because, do you understand what I'm saying? I don't, I, when, when we go to minister to somebody, we're in the place of Christ. It is Christ's authority to minister to that person. It's not my authority. Does that make sense? I'm not responsible to m try to fix somebody or make something work or make something happen. That's up to God. But I am yielding myself for him to move through me. Can you say amen? amen. Now, does that sound good to you? Yeah. To allow him to move? Because, see, it takes the focus off me. It's not about my gift. It's not about my ability. It's about my obedience and submission to God. It's called grace. Everybody say grace. grace. I didn't read the passage in Romans 12. The central point of the passage is God's grace. All right, let's go on. Uh, um, and you'll attract opportunity. Let's go on to the next slide, please. Thank you. All right, perceiver. Now, on the outline, I changed that word perceiver. I, I called it prophetic perceiver. The reason they call it a perceiver in this slideshow um, is, is to differentiate it from the prophet in Ephesians 4 and prophetic gift in 1 Corinthians 12, which I'm not going to talk about right now. So perceiver, how do you see things? Think of a seer. Think of somebody who, who, uh, who sees in the spirit, not just in the natural. When you were fasting on the days that that team you were with that was going to minister at night, and then you'd go into the meeting and you could see who, where the glory of God was or where, where God wanted to touch somebody, that's well, that's what we're talking about, that ability to perceive. Went to a meeting, uh, Dennis and Susie and I uh, went to the Greater Things Conference last night downtown. It was the closing night. Wish I had known about it uh, sooner, paid more attention. I could have um, gotten the information out. It was really incredible. Anyway, in the, in, during the worship, the worship leader just stops and says, um, new kidney over here. Who, who needs a kidney? Um, okay, God is healing he, he's, the, he's leading the worship in the music, and all of a sudden healing start happen uh, throughout the room. Man, I got goosebumps. Glory to God. Guy got, yeah, somebody got up out of a wheelchair. Um, this is during the worship. This is not, you know, this is not at the end of the meeting during invitation. 
Why did I go off on that? Oh, perceiver. Okay, so he perceived that God was doing something in the room. Do you, do you understand the difference between me having my program, my outline, you know, my order of service, which is important, by the way, okay? I, we do that prayerfully, Nick, you know, and I, we, I mean, we, we think through, here's what. But the reality is when we get in the moment, what is God doing? What is God saying? That's why we don't just walk up to somebody immediately and, lay, and 17 people lay hands on them. Well, wait a minute. Okay, maybe uh, uh, I, don't want, if I, I don't want to get distracted on that, how to pray for somebody. That's, that's another workshop, all right? We'll spend, we'll spend time on that. What, well, how do you pray? How do you? All right, so anyway, the perceiver sees. The teacher teaches. The encourager encourages or exhorts. The server serves. The giver gives. The ruler directs by his example as well as uh, <clears throat> bringing order and the mercy giver. All right, so look at that once more and understand you don't just have one gift. You have a gift mix. Probably one of them is more dominant. And it depends on what your role is. If you're a student, you know, you might be relating to one of those right now. But if you're a teacher, you might relate to a different one. Does that make sense? If you, depending on your job, your job description, your job, all right, how you're calling to show and manifest Christ is going to vary for your age, too. Does that make sense? Micah. Mike is going to express this differently than me, an old guy, a grandpa. Does that make sense? We may have the same gift, but the mix may change, and a different one may come to the top. That's why I said earlier, if you're prophetic and you're going to go pray for somebody, you may need to lower the prophetic and raise the mercy or exhortation, whatever God whatever God. Whatever this person needs. So that's why it's, we want to be led by the Spirit. All right, so those are the gifts, speaking and doing. Let's go on, next slide, please. Thank you, uh, Pastor Nick, for doing this. Okay, obviously they're given by God. Uh, they're intrinsic tendencies or motivations. They do not refer to ministries in the church, okay? Um, if I have a prophetic motivation, it doesn't mean my ministry is prophecy in the church, all right? That, that's not where we're going with this right now. Or uh, Roman, uh, uh, but gifts do bring order and obviously balance. We've already talked about that. Next slide, please. I'm trying to go through this um, so we can actually do some stuff. You want to do some stuff this morning? Yeah. Okay, I'll spill some coffee and we'll see who does what. Um, what you, <laughs> okay, what you will do or the want to, again, it, it just rises up in you. Now, now, if nothing rises up in you, then you need stirred up or you need some teaching or you, you need to, to, um, for God to fill you with his love and heal some things in you. Does that make sense? Some people don't respond. They, they don't get activated. They don't do anything because they're in unbelief. Some people don't get activated because they feel like a failure and they feel like, how can God use me? Some people don't, get, don't step in to because they're afraid they, they'd rather stay comfortable I just want to I just want to be uh, I'm sorry I just want to hear the sermon I, I just want to watch I don't want to I don't want to be the center of attention I'm shy I'm quiet I don't have anything to 
to really give other people. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on in our mind. We want to break that stuff off of us. Can you say amen? Now, it doesn't mean that we want to all the time be doing everything. You know, it means we want to follow the spirit. So there are mindsets that just need to be perceived. Discerned. All right, anyway. Um, call where God wants you to make a difference in your personality, how to look. Now, we could talk about personality. And how many of you have taken a personality test like the, yeah, okay, good. It's good to know your personality. It's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so if I say lion, how many think you have a lion personality? All right. Point to somebody who you think has a lion type personality. Just point to him. <laughs> Yeah, you pointed to me. Yeah, okay. All right. How about how about golden retriever? Gold, golden retriever. Yeah, golden retriever. Right. How about beaver? Busy, busy, busy. Beaver working, serving. You know, behind the scenes working. Kind, you know, serious. Beaver. How about what am I missing? Otter. Oh, the otter. Everything is a party. I want everybody to participate. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. Yeah, I have the, yeah, Rhonda. Rhonda's an otter. And, and so personality is important. You have to be aware of your personality, right? But if you know, if you have an idea what your gift mix is and you understand your personality, your gift mix is more important than your personality. Does that make sense? Because you come into a room, maybe the room doesn't need you to be an otter. Maybe my, my, my wife doesn't need me to be the lion and, and give, you know, take charge right now and try to fix everything. Does that make sense? <laughs> Maybe I need to lower my beaver and come in and see all this stuff that needs fixed and, and done. You know, and just, wait a minute, just relax. Take a breath. Perceive. Now, here's the thing. You may not have perceiver, for example, in your gift mix, but you can ask God to raise that in you because it's his grace. Do you understand? Everything is according to his grace. So it doesn't mean that you can't perceive. Um, I don't point to you. It doesn't mean that... He has dreams. God speaks to him. He definitely, definitely perceive it, right? It doesn't mean that, that somebody else can't perceive. It, it means that the, the more mature we become in being activated, the more we see that, oh, uh, I don't know which one is my main gift. Does that make sense to you? Because if whatever the need is, I'm going to respond. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I uh, did the 4th of July celebration, helped lead that up and stuff and organize it. And that, uh, being an administrator just wasn't my thing, you know. And I said, well, God, you got to help me. I know you can help me. It's all by grace. And he did. And it was fun. And I, you know, would like to, yeah, like to do it again. You did a good job. What's that? encouragement right we need that and uh Rhonda she said yeah I, gee I was in charge of the women's thing and I felt like wow I can organize this right so look you can ask God for help he'll give you grace and he'll help you but it also means that you want to make room for somebody else for them to learn their gift and be able to practice and grow in using their gift does that make sense you know, Scott, Scott could do everything in the room that needed to be done before the meeting starts every Sunday and wear himself out. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And, and other people would not be called up into their 
their opportunity, right? We, we don't want to rob somebody of the privilege of making coffee on Sunday morning, do we, Beth? <laughs> so, so I made the coffee this morning, and Beth helped me, and, and, and Scott was in there. You know, he was going to try to do it because nobody was in there. What motivation is that? Tremendous. I mean, your whole family has this tremendous serving mentality. Let's give him a hand. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Now, now, a server, a lot of times, is not a good administrator. Does that make sense? You know why? You know, you know why? Because they want to do it, and they, don't and they don't understand why other people aren't as motivated to do it as, as they are. Now, that's not, I, that's not you, I know you don't get into that. But servers tend to burn out when they're trying to mobilize other people to serve. And, and because they, they start, you know, stepping in and covering for this and picking this up. And, 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 and they can get burnt out. And they can get hurt. And they can get offended. Anyway, let's go on. Uh, next slide, please. All right, we each have two or three gifts, gift mix or profile uh, that changes during our life, our roles, our occupations. Wise leaders uh, help direct people where, where God can use them the most and they can grow the most. Let's go on to the next slide. Uh, God the Father deposits gifts in our spirit. Those gifts determine the spinner uniqueness. We've already talked about that. Gifts are in our spirit, but they're filtered. This is very important. We, we are spirit, soul, and body, right? So I'm, the gift that I have, like serving, is going to be expressed, obviously, through my body. But the motivation comes into my mind from my spirit, all right? Oh, where's the mop? Well, that's my mind thinking. Where did that come from? That came from the Spirit of God in me. The Spirit of God in you right, uh, um, initiates something into your brain, into your, uh, your, your mind, and you think, you think and you feel, oh, I just feel compassion. Oh, I hurt for that person. Are you with me? Is this helping anybody? Are you... Serving to mercy. Um, the gifts are in your spirit. See, that's really good to know. They're in God. Do, does it, do you understand what I'm saying? That should help our faith. The gifts are in God, and God is in you. The gifts are in your spirit. Does that make sense? I don't have to try to perceive. I want to I see what God is doing. I don't have to pray louder. It's like the preacher who, who, who wrote in his notes, weak point, shout louder. Thank you. That was supposed to be funny, but anyway. I, it's, not, it's not your effort. Your soul is striving. It's not that. Be at rest in God and just enjoy how he wants to Move the body. I mean, it's, it's beautiful to watch. Somebody spills a coffee, and you see somebody run and get the, and somebody else comes along in there, and somebody says, how much, I wonder how much that costs. Yes. It's a natural flow. Um, we just had two ambulances go by. Did anyone in this room who is mercy motivated immediately said, Lord, someone is in trouble they need help. 
see you in action. Good. Amen. Now, now, if you're used to other people doing and, and you not doing, you may have to take a risk. Yeah. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You may have to say, wait a minute. I need more motivation. I need the Holy Spirit to move through me because I've been kind of passive. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? And there are things, there are specific things you can do to help you be activated in the Holy Spirit. Um, we could talk about that. You know, how to learn, how to be trained, how to come along some. You want to learn, you want to learn uh, mercy? Hang out with somebody who's mercy. You want to learn to pray for the sick? Be alongside of somebody who's praying for the sick. Does that make sense? Read. I brought, re I brought resources. You want to, um, I, I bought some books. When I get around books, it's really hard. Um, here's one about prophecy. Here's three CDs. Here's a training manual on ministry team. Um, I got this. Uh, you want to minister to somebody with PTSD? Here's a cheat sheet. Uh, steps to walking out your healing and, and, uh, the basics of prophecy. Now, if you'd like to borrow one of those, um, <laughs> I would say this is a teaching motivation right here. I, I want to do research. I want to learn. I want to know. Does, do you understand what I'm saying? And that's wonderful. Let's give her a hand. Glory to God. Oh, that's an idea. You can take a picture. All right. Okay. You were motivated by mercy, weren't you? You know somebody who needs that. See, it's wonderful to see how this works. This is the beauty of Christ's body. And, and the more we encourage one another, you get more of what you honor, right? So the, the more we, we uh, pray and activate ourselves, the more God is going to um, heal the body and disciple the nations. All right, where are we? Oh, oh, spirit, soul, and body. Okay, if our mind is not renewed, those actions and attitudes are not what God intended. Now look, a, a prophetically motivated person who's immature just comes, a, just comes across as a critical, negative person, glass half empty. Everybody understand? My brother-in-law told me once, Dwight, you have the ministry of the wet blanket. I get excited about doing something, I share it with you, and you just tell me why it won't work. And I thought, wow, that's the opposite of encouraging, isn't it? So <clears throat> we need our minds renewed through the Scripture and the love of God to transform us internally so that then we, 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 we are uh, being in Christ, becoming like Christ, yes. and doing what Christ is doing, the way he's doing it. Debbie. Want to add, I just want to add that I think every one of us have a motivational gift that the Lord has given us. But if we run into something, a situation or even prayer where another gift may be needed for that particular time, I believe that Jesus wants us to be all well round. I mean, you know, Dennis can't say, oh, I can't serve. I can't do that. But he can. And, and I believe that the Lord gives us all of those at, at a point of need. Amen. Absolutely, amen. That's why I said that um, 
Grace manifests the gift in you in your primary gift mix. But when you need to operate in, that's a serving gift right there at work, I guess. <laughs> when, when, when the need is there for you to operate outside of what gift you're comfortable in, you just need more grace. said when he said that when you're prophetic it could be critical uh, come across I learned I was being very critical and um, somebody said when I'm walking when you're walking in the flesh you can be critical but if you're walking in in the spirit you'd be interceding and so it's like God was letting me see stuff that I was like ugh, and no one else was seeing it and I was just but instead of saying oh I'm sorry you there um if God was showing you something, it's not so you can be horrified. But if you're an intercessor, he wants you to be praying. So if you're walking in the spirit, you see stuff, you'll pray. But if you're walking in the flesh, you'll just be critical of all the stuff that doesn't everybody see this. But if your gifting is intercession. So I didn't know if intercession and prophetic kind of go together. How that, because it sounds like your criticalness, your prophetic gifting. But I was just kind of a question, but a comment. Oh, it's excellent. Thank you. <clears throat> yes, let me respond to that. Um, thanks, Ryan. <clears throat> At the beginning, I said our, our goal, we're preparing for Matthew and Don to come. They're going to stir things up. Listen, I'm telling you, they're going to stir things up. When prophetic words are being given over people in the body then there, there's, a, there's a level of accountability and faith that grows. And, and God, God just takes us to another level. Are you ready to go to another level? Because that's what he's going to do. Now, now, so this is another level. So um, <clears throat> we're all called to intercession. We're all called to, to intercession. Can you say amen? amen? It just means to pray for others, to, to, to stand between them and God, lift them up to God, their needs. Well, we're all called to that. Some people really do grow and develop a, a real ministry of intercession. They pray by the hours, all right? Uh, there's people in this room who go through the, the list of names. I'll just say, Barbara prays, th prays for you by name. She goes through the directory. You do that. How many do that? Go, I know, Gloria, you pray for people. You wake up in the middle of the night, you pray. So there's different ways that's going to manifest. Now, so yes, if you're a perceiver... You're going to see things. You should see things. But what are you going to do about that? And you're absolutely right. Thank you for sharing that. You lift that up to God first. Amen. Very good. Crystal? Let me, we, we're, we're trying to record this. So okay. Thank you. Whenever I first became a Christian, um, I was presented, you know, finally got released from some stuff and had the idea that maybe someday I would be married and have kids. Now, this is back in the 80s, whenever I first got saved. And this man, who was fairly well-established in the church, came up, and fortunately, my, the leader, shepherd guy, was right next to me. And he came up, and he said, you know, you're just husband hunting, and you don't even, you know, love Christ and all this other kind of stuff. It was horrible. I mean, I almost left, you know, before I even began, because I just felt so awful to even think about it. 
that I had those ideas, but whenever you see something, I mean, it was a new birth idea in me that I might be married, which is a good thing. You know, it never happened, but at the same time, still, it was a good thing. And to criticize and to, you know, intersect, this stuff is supposed to lift you up, not knock you down. Right, and, and Nick has done a great job the last two weeks talking about a 1 Corinthians 14 prophecy for comfort, edification, and <clears throat> to build up. Amen. All right, so look, let's, uh, um, in, as we go through the gifts, you're going to see them listed twice. The first way is some of the characteristics. The second way says, and it says, in a mind that is renewed. So they want to keep that in front of us, that you're growing in grace, you're growing in faith, you're growing in your mind being renewed, and therefore the gift becomes a more pure release of the Spirit of God in you. So let's go ahead. So we'll start uh, with the perceiver in a mind that is renewed, sees in black and white, edifies by revealing or correcting through God's truth in specific areas or situations. And Crystal just gave us an idea, you know, what it means to try to, somebody to try to give a uh, word without uh, their mind being renewed and, and without building up or edifying. Okay, again, this is not the Ephesians 4 office of a prophet or role of a prophet in the church, uh, but like the 1 Corinthians 12, it is similar in, in nature to the, uh, the gifts that are listed there, uh, one of them being prophecy, because perceivers do reveal truth, but it's on a smaller scale. Prophecy comes as needed in a meeting. Dennis will get up, Glory will get, you know, give a word. Uh, Nick says, I have a word of knowledge. And, and um, well, like in the meeting last night, uh, the, the speaker said, all right, um, we have people who are traveling with us, um, the volunteering, giving their time to be here this weekend, and they've been praying and interceding. And, and uh, how many of you, if you have a word of knowledge now, just come on up. So this line of people come up on um, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> right foot, it feels like somebody's standing on it, uh, left ear tingling, um, and they just go through this list. And every time they name something, the, the, the speaker, the, the leader, all right, director said, oh, raise your hand if that's you. Okay, and then he'd ask the question repeatedly, are you standing up asking for prayer or are you standing up to be healed? Big difference. All right. So he's speaking faith. He's exhorting. He's encouraging. People are giving words of knowledge. People start praying. And uh, and and by the time this was over, they went through the list and they prayed uh, for each each thing uh, from the from the platform. And then people are there. There's people there are people in front of us um, came over and prayed. There were people praying all over the place. Anyway, by the time they uh, they asked several times after they would pray for several words of knowledge. How many of you feel 80% healed or 80% better than you were? And I'm guessing there were at least 100 hands, probably well over that. There was a lot going on in the room while people were worshiping. There was faith, there was exhortation, the intercession, there was the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, were there any prophetic words did anybody get up and say i believe god is saying this to oklahoma city not last night because that wasn't the folk that wasn't what god was focusing on in the meeting through the speaker 
What God was doing in the meeting last night, his life message, Tom, I can't remember his last name, Tom Jones, his life message is calling people into their destiny. Everybody has a destiny. Everybody has God's purpose in their life. And tonight, God wants to stir up in you that dream that's been hidden. He wants to encourage you in the thing you've, you've been discouraged. Maybe you felt like a failure tonight or felt like you were, you were second class and comparing yourself to others. God has a dream for you. I mean, that's the way he's preaching, right? And it was really good. I got goosebumps. It was... <laughs> Anyway, so God was stirring things up. He said, this isn't a healing meeting, but God is healing people. So that's the perceiver uh, at work. All right, I'm sorry. I keep getting off the track, don't I? Um, the black and white person loves to read scripture, and they're looking at it, and, and they just like to see things line up. They like to th see things be in right context. And um, <clears throat> let's go on to uh, next slide, please. Now. They move in their gifts, seeing things in people or situations and explaining God's truth in those areas. That's good. They, they're, they're always lifting up truth in comparison to sin. But yes, like we've already talked about, they can become judgmental instead of prayerful. Uh, they can appear direct, blunt, inconsiderate of the feelings of others. They must learn to channel messages in a positive direction. They can be very introspective. This is the person that might be melancholic in their personality. Do you understand what I'm saying? They might, they might, they, they, you know, they might, <clears throat> they might withdraw and shut down because they're, 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 they're really, they're deep within, uh, in a negative sense, kind of navel gazing. All right. Um, they must learn to channel those messages in a positive direction and um, focus on, on how the Lord is bringing justice and integrity and righteousness, not on how they feel. All right. Anyway, they're going to do this for each gift. They're going to say, here are some of the characteristics. When your mind is renewed, this is how you, you want this to operate in your life. And then they're going to put up some cautions or some things to be aware of um, about, about that. Now, it's all written there, okay? So you can, you can look at that. Um, let me back up because it's just a lot of information. But I wanted to give you information. That's the teacher in me. But the, exer the exhorter in me says, let's do it. All right. The exhorter says, what are you going to do right now? Because I'm not, my higher gift is exhortation, not teaching. I'm not satisfied to teach. I'm done. Richard, Richard McAfee was a beautiful pastoral teacher. Uh, he was the founder of, of, of Covenant Life Church. And, and, and he, he, he could give the message, give the teaching, and then sit down. And I wanted to get up and, and, and you know, whip the troops into a frenzy and say, wait, I used to say to him, Richard, your ministry is to comfort the discomforted, and my ministry is to discomfort the comfortable. So, so we, we were good. Richard, Richard Lineberry used to talk about this all the time. You, you have the preacher who gives the word, but then you have the exhorter who gets up afterwards and, and calls people into action, application. So, Lord, what do you want to do here? We're sitting here with this wonderful basket of gifts. Lord Jesus. Nick, can you back the, the slide back up to the beginning where it lists those, those gifts so we can just look at that? Of course, I know they're on the, on the outline too, but Lord, let's ask God, the prophetic perceiver, 
the teacher who wants to, wants to research and, and understand step one, two, and three and put it into, put it into a way that, that makes sense and is clear. The encourager who wants to exhort and strengthen somebody that, that they can do it. And so they're, they're speaking to people, the, the server, giver, ruler, and mercy extender. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's, let's just all pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your divine design. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe the Lord would say, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for somebody else to do what I've called you to do? Or are you ready for me to activate you into the gifts and ministries that I have called you to do? What are you looking at? Are you looking back at the past and thinking about all the reasons why you can't do what I've called you to do? Or are you looking at me because I am your future and I am now? What are you waiting for? Wait on me, says the Lord. I've been waiting for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think we should pray for one another. All right, I think we should pray for one another. Now, if you need prayer, ask somebody to pray for you. Make sense? If you're motivated to pray for somebody, look around the room, see who God is highlighting, and ask him, Lord, move in me. Move in me to perceive, Lord. To, Lord, maybe you, you have something you want to say to somebody to encourage them. Maybe you're thinking about, you know, I, th I think I'd like to share with somebody this, and you, maybe you took some notes. Maybe you need to ask somebody, hey, pray for me. I want to share this with somebody. All right? Can we, can we just all activate and, and either ask for prayer or a prayer for somebody, and there might be somebody not here you need to pray for. All right, can we do that? And then, so we'll take a few minutes, and then I'll ask for some testimonies, what God did. Now, don't, don't limit God. You know, if you feel like you're supposed to pray for somebody for healing or, you know, whatever, but go ahead. Let's pray. <laughs>